0: Good morning. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. That was a nice quote from Jim Carrey as Truman in The Truman Show that he used to use to let people know that no matter what time of day he saw them, he was thinking about them and wanted them to have a good day. What's nice about that is we can translate that into our program, that we can have a good day. We can have a good day every day, all day. And if we're not having a good day, then we can stop and restart our day. And that's a beauty of this program. I'd like to welcome everybody to the Big Book Living Alive podcast. This is our uh, initial episode. We've done a few previews. And we will be doing weekly chapters after this. The format's going to be pretty straightforward. We'll get a little intro. We'll talk a little bit about what the chapter is. We'll listen to approximately 10 to 12 minutes of Joe and Charlie, and then there'll be a small little bit of discussion and my comments at the end. We'll also make available the raw version of this on our Patreon site. Uh, Please check the links on our website or in this podcast so that you can go ahead and get those if you would like. Or if you just would like to support us and help keep the cause going, that would be appreciated. So what makes this version or this podcast different than every other time you've listened to Joe and Charlie? And I'm assuming that many of you out there that are listening to this podcast have listened to Joe and Charlie over the years. Well, this is because what we found was there was a seminar done in St. Vincent's College, which is in the Laurel Highlands in southwest Pennsylvania. Joe and Charlie came in for the weekend in July of 1993. And at that seminar, they did a recording. They did cassette recordings of the whole weekend. Now, I've been doing a Joe and Charlie weekly meeting for the last couple of years, and I use the tapes from Laughlin, Nevada, and we've been through them a number of times, and I enjoy them every time I hear them. But this was really unique. This was a chance to hear that same seminar done a little differently, because just like your signature we can't do the same seminar or they couldn't do the same seminar the same way every time all the time the jokes changed the locations changed the little bit of the examples that they used over time evolved or changed so you'll be able to pick some of that out as we start moving forward what are we going to hear today well today we're going to start with the absolute intro meet joe and charlie if you'd like to hear the father's invocation and some of the open material from the conference, which are the uh, intro pieces, they are available once again on our patreon. I'm not going to do them as part of this series. We're going to stick pretty much just to Joe and Charlie. So as I said in this intro piece they're going to introduce themselves, they're going to talk about the fact that they do not nor did they ever represent AA as a whole. And this is a good time for me to do the same. I do not now, nor do I in any way, represent AA locally or as a whole. This podcast is being produced on my own, with your help, hopefully. This podcast is my own opinion. And my podcast is my information, my interpretation, and how I live my life in recovery. It is by the grace of God, my higher power, and this program of AA that I found sobriety, Four and a half years ago. I am very happy that I did. I live my life every day thankful for that. And that is why I'm pleased to present to you the new Joe and Charlie podcast.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Joe McCoy, and I'm an alcoholic. And it's truly by God's grace and the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous and the program of Alcoholics Anonymous that I find in a book called Alcoholics Anonymous that I'm sober today. And for that, I'm very, very thankful. I uh, have a feeling of gratitude at this place for some reason and father I want to thank you for your heartfelt welcome and the privilege of allowing us to be here this weekend we'll do our best to leave it in the same shape we found it (laughs) (laughs) it's a special place as we drove up the hill I felt a very special feeling come over me when I got here so I'm looking forward to this weekend because I can see now this is going to be a highly spiritual weekend I uh, would like to say to Bob there, if I hadn't had a drink in 34 years, I think I'd just quit. <laughs> and out in Oklahoma, to be married to the same woman for 50 years is sinful. <laughs> Congratulations, though. Hi, everybody. My name is Charlie and I'm a
2: very grateful recovering alcoholic. Oh, Charlie. <clears throat> because I'm a member of the Fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous, And by the grace of the power that I found in the 12-step program of Alcoholics Anonymous, I haven't found it necessary to take a drink for 8,661 days today, one day at a time, and for this I'm very grateful. It's great to be here. We've been looking forward to being up in this part of the country again for a long time. It's great to see several good old friends here that we met several years ago and become very fond of them over a period of years. Great to be able to realize that over the weekend, we're going to make a lot more good friends. And hopefully, we'll all be good friends before we leave here on Monday. As we came in this afternoon, somebody outside said, do you think this thing really works? And Joe said, they better hope it works. (laughs) We we always like to, uh, to start one of these by saying, first, that we do not consider ourselves to be the gurus of the Big Book Alcoholics Anonymous. We don't consider ourselves to be the experts on anything at all. We're just two old drunks, met together several years ago, found we have a mutual interest in the Big Book, studied it together for quite some time. Hopefully, we've learned a few things about it. And those few things we've learned about it, we just love to be able to share them with other people. We most certainly do not speak for AA as a whole and you are free to agree or disagree with anything you hear us say as you see fit. In fact, if you hear us say things that can't be reconciled with what's in the Big Book Alcoholics Anonymous, I'd suggest you just don't pay any attention to that at all. We also like to say and emphasize that our Big Book tells us that we are meant to be joyous, happy, and free. We love to have fun. We love to cut up. We love to laugh. We love to hear other people laugh also. From time to time during the weekend, we may stop whatever we're doing, tell a little joke just to get a little humor into the situation. And if the jokes we tell, even if they aren't funny, please go ahead and laugh anyhow. (laughs)
1: Because
2: we love to hear you laugh. We, uh, We think this is one of the great things that we have found through the Big Book Alcoholics Anonymous, that sobriety is not a burden that we have to bear with grim lips and no fun whatsoever, that sobriety through the big book Alcoholics Anonymous and the 12 Steps of Alcoholics Anonymous is something that is a very joyous thing, and we can be happy, and we can be free, and we can really enjoy our lives. And that's what this thing's all about. We also like to say that we know that the mind will only absorb about what the rear end will stand. (laughs) Some of these sessions do become quite long. And if you feel the need to get up and move around during one of these sessions, please feel free to do so. That won't bother us at all. If you feel the need to go out and get a cup of coffee, smoke a cigarette, whatever, please feel free to do so. That won't bother us either. Or if you feel the need to go get rid of a cup of coffee, (laughs) feel free to do that. That's not going to bother us either. Uh, Most people will see where you're going, and they'll know what you're going to do. But outside of that, that's okay. now bearing in mind that we're going to have a little fun this weekend as long as well as being able to study our book and maybe learn something about our steps, I'd like to read to you something I found in my big book not too long ago when I got home from a big book study. Somebody had put it in the front of my book, and it's a letter addressed to Dear Abby and it said, Dear Abby, I'm a sailor in the U.S. Navy, and I also have a cousin who belongs to Alcoholics Anonymous. My father has epilepsy and my mother has Alzheimer's, so neither of them can work. They are totally dependent upon my two sisters who are prostitutes in Louisville, Kentucky. And the reason they're prostitutes is my only brother is serving a life term in prison for rape and murder. I'm in love with a streetwalker who operates near our base. She knows nothing of my background but says that she loves me. We intend to get married as soon as she settles her bigamy case, which is now in court. When I get out of the Navy, we intend to move to Latrobe, Pennsylvania and, <laughs> and open a small house.
1: <laughs>
2: now, my problem is this. In view of the fact that I intend to make this girl my wife and bring her into my family, should I or should I not tell her about my cousin who is NAA? Laughter I think he was serious in serious trouble, don't you? <laughs> I was so glad to uh, to hear Bob state what he said about when he came into AA some thirty some odd years ago, and his sponsor handing the big book Alcoholics Anonymous, and said, "I don't want you to read this thing. I want you to study it." because it is a textbook. And that was what the general philosophy of AA used to be 25, 30, 35, and 40 years ago. Somewhere our fellowship, I think, became a victim of its own success. And we became so successful at helping so many people that everybody in the world got to wanting to be a part of this fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous. And we grew, and we grew, and we grew, and we grew, but as we grew, in numbers, we begin to lose sight of our spirituality. And somewhere we begin to measure success in AA by how long we've been sober, rather than by the quality of our sobriety. And nowhere in the Big Book Alcoholics Anonymous does it talk about length of sobriety. It does talk about quality of sobriety. And we begin to put the Big Book Alcoholics Anonymous to the side and we begin to start staying sober on fellowship only, one alcoholic sharing with another, a tremendous amount of strength and power there, but we begin to try to stay sober on fellowship only, and slowly, slowly lost sight of the fact that through the program, we can be joyous, happy, and free if we use the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. And Alcoholics Anonymous began to be something that it really wasn't designed for in the first place. Thank God, within the last few years, enough members of Alcoholics Anonymous have realized what's been going on, and enough members of Alcoholics Anonymous are going back to the basic fundamental program of Alcoholics Anonymous, as outlined in the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous. And I think Joe and I are very blessed to just be a small, small part of perhaps helping the AA Fellowship go back to its own program of Alcoholics Anonymous. And we're going to talk about this book, and as we talk about it, we're going to talk some about the history of it. I think if we can look at the history of it and see some of the ideas behind it, we can begin to see where the big book really does fit into the scheme of things. We can begin to see why the big book was written in the first place. And I think by looking at some of those historical ideas, we'll be able to better understand the book as we go through it. So in order to look at the history of the book, we like to always start with the forward to the second edition, which has some of the great historical facts about the beginning, not only of the fellowship, but also the book Alcoholics Anonymous. Joe.
1: Uh, let's turn to page Roman numeral 15, and we'll begin there. And forward to the second edition. And in the forward to the second edition, it has a lots of historical ideas, and I think it's good to always look at our history and Alcoholics Anonymous to know where we've been how it started so that we might return to that in, today. And in the history we'll find three different ideas that are presented here. One of them has to do with the problem. We need to know what is the problem of alcoholism. And then we know, need to know, if once we understand the problem, then we need to understand the solution to this problem. And then we need to see the pro- plan program of action that was presented to us. So in the history of Alcoholics Anonymous, we'll see these things, problem, solution, and the program of action. And all through this book, we see those same themes throughout this book, Alcoholics Anonymous. And we can keep that in mind, then we can learn and know how, how this book is written.
0: Introductions. Whether it's starting a new book, or a new webcast, or starting a new series on TV. It's always about how are you going to meet and greet the characters you're going to get to know. If you listen to Joe and Charlie for the number of years, like I have, you're very comfortable with how they introduce themselves in the McLaughlin tapes or in the uh, Big Book Comes Alive 2013 tapes. So it's kind of fun to hear them talk a little bit different. They joke with a different member in the audience and their days of sobriety are less than they were in the other versions. And I hope you caught the fantastic joke there at about minute nine about the gentleman who was trying to decide whether or not to tell his family, his future bride, that, you know, his brother was an AA. Now, that may seem like a dated joke, but if you think back, that really did make sense. Even a few years ago, you know, we could do all of these things and we could have family members with all these terrible secrets, but God forbid one of them be an alcoholic or an addict. Alcoholism and addiction are not the zombie apocalypse. It's not contagious. I can't bite you and give you my disease. It may be hereditary. There's still debate about that. But the bottom line is I did this to myself, and I have to take responsibility for it. I have an obsession of the mind. I have a disease of the body. And as long as I don't take that first drink, I know I will get through today. I will continue to have family trust, love, and care for me because I have not done something stupid. As we move past the joke in this chapter, they start talking about the big book. That is the big book, blue-covered Alcohol Anonymous. It's now blue and yellow with the dust jacket, as a textbook. And that is what it is meant to be. It was written by Bill W. as a textbook. It was presented as a textbook for recovery. How do we manage this disease? There's discussion in there about how we've moved away from using the big book to more of a fellowship. Go to meetings, you'll be okay. Hang out with your sponsor, you'll be okay. That's only part of the program. If you listen at any meeting, you need three things. You need a home group, you need a big book, and you need a sponsor. Why do you need these things? You need the foundation of the meeting so that you learn how we talk. We talk a little different, but it's okay. We have language that helps you understand your addiction and your disease. We have a big book. That's our textbook. It's our study guide. It's what we use every day to stay sober. And that's when you get a sponsor. You cannot sponsor yourself. Regardless of what you may think, there is no self-healing, and you can't do it being California sober. AA is an abstinence-only program. I'm not going to get into whether or not you're taking Suboxone or other things to help reduce the cravings. That is not my concern. That is not my judgment. I'm not a doctor. I cannot tell you whether to do that or not. If it helps maintain your sobriety, I am for it as long as it is not another drug you're putting into your body that is illegal or is addictive by nature, because then you're just trading one for the another. We'll get into geographic relocations at another chapter, but remember, no matter where you go, there you are, and you bring your baggage with you. So just because you move, just because you try something new, just because you switch from beer to wine, and wine to vodka, and vodka to marijuana, and marijuana to heroin doesn't matter. You're simply trading one for another. Joe and Charlie finish up this chapter talking about three things. They talk about the problem, which we've been discussing. They talk about the solution, which is the big book. And then they talk about a program of action. And what exactly does that mean? This is a program of action. That's why you go to meetings. That's why you get a sponsor. That's why you read the big book. You are an action-oriented person from the day you stop drinking. Why? Because it's not going to do it on its own. You have to be willing to put some work, some effort, some time. Unfortunately, in today's get-it-now-buy-it-put-it-on-credit-and-pay-for-it-later type of society, we've forgotten some of those facts. This program requires your attention. It requires that you, if you are a person who qualifies for this program, and the only qualification for membership is a desire to stop drinking, have. To put in the work. Because when you put in the work, the benefits are enormous. They are life-changing, life-saving, and overall have made me the happiest I've ever been in my life. With that, I want to thank you for joining our initial podcast. Remember, Big Book Living Alive is a weekly podcast highlighting Joe and Charlie and the Big Book Seminar they presented in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, in July of 1993. Website online for additional content. If you'd like to hear the 12-step prayers set to music, that's always a nice beginning for your day or close to your day. You can get additional content regarding the chapters that we don't cover for the opening of Joe and Charlie on the Patreon site, or make sure you download our podcast from your favorite podcast streaming service. Until next week. Thank you very much. Good night, God bless, and we hope to see you next week.